0: Welcome back to the post-production podcast. I'm Kiri and I'm Rachel and we have used a lot of cameras over the course of our production careers. We we always call it a career even though we don't get paid for it but today we're going to discuss some of the crazy cameras we've seen throughout our lives and used and it's it, it's a pretty substantial list of highs and lows and somewhere in betweens and a lot of trash. Rachel, what is the best camera you've ever used?
1: Ooh, the best camera. I'd probably
0: have to say maybe the Sony a7 III that we use on set. I guess the 4K camera that's the size of you. Well, the rig is the size of you. The rig is the size of me. We're the same size. The camera itself is surprisingly small for how much it does. I know. It's not large at all. It's the size of a a large mango. (laughs) And then the... (laughs) Yeah, you could put it that way. <laughs> and then the rig is the size of us yeah, put together. But I am in love with that camera, like high key. I agree. That's one of the best cameras I've ever used to, but you've used it a lot more than I have. And we've gotten some really cool shots on that one because like the focus actually works. It like looks kind of cinematic, which is great. Not always, but like Darren always said, we've talked about Darren. He's our
1: media dad.
0: <laughs> producer boy okay don't ever call him that (laughs) (laughs) anyway he always said that the 4k camera is great because in editing you can like crop the image a lot more because sometimes you don't need all this other stuff in the background or like there's a boom in the shot we gotta zoom in a little bit or we didn't get this shot okay let's see if we can i don't know zoom in to get a single shot of michael like i did that in the workplace once there was a boom in the shot and i like had to zoom it in (laughs) so that we didn't see the boom and it still worked out okay and then there was one time where there was supposed to be a single shot of michael and we didn't have that so i had to like zoom it in (laughs) way far but yeah it's a nice nice little camera with a gigantic rig i dropped it once no yeah i think i've told this story before but I was up on the, it was for filming the workplace. I was up in in that corner on the desk and Mm -hmm. I was just trying to keep it up. Like the back end of the rig was propped up against a speaker or something. And my job was just to hold it down. And then I let go and it fell forward onto Andrew's shoe, which happened to (gasps) just be sitting there on the desk. So it was okay, but made for a pretty cool shot of it just going right into Andrew's shoe.
1: Wow. Yeah, that camera has been some interesting places. Yeah, I like that camera a lot because, like you said, it's a super high quality camera. So it works well for wide shots. It works well for close ups. It picks up colors really well. It's fun to play with. I'm a big fan.
0: It had a name at one point.
1: I know you named it. Really? Yeah. I was too sleep deprived freshman year to remember anything
0: I did. (laughs) And you're not sleep deprived anymore? Oh, never. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I think it started with an M. It was like, Marshall or something like that. Marvin, Marty. Marvin, the 4k camera. Ew, I hate Uh. that.
1: (laughs) What about you though? Besides the 4k, what are some cameras that you have
0: somewhat enjoyed using? Well, the one I use right now, the personal camera, is one that my mom got for herself for Mother's Day like five years ago, five or six years ago. It's a Nikon something I don't know fancy camera with a few different lenses and I need to like look up how to swap out the lenses how to take them out but yeah it's it's a really good camera I used it to film my video about how to fold a fitted sheet (laughs) yeah but that, that was one that I messed with in high school when I thought I wanted to be a photographer of course by photographer I mean I would just keep it on auto the whole time and take pictures it's pretty good it was like I should probably look it up and see what the resolution is 24.1 24.1 megapixels, which is pretty good. I just swapped the screen back over to our Zoom meeting, and Rachel's making this face like, what? <laughs> yeah, so I I think it's pretty good, and it is definitely sufficient for all of the projects I have to do at home now. I've been wanting to kind of get back into, I don't know, making my own videos and maybe even photographing. Ph- wow, Photographing. Photographing. <laughs> Photographing things a little bit. So, for my last semester, I took the camera and the tripod and took it with me to school. But that's when I use the most at home. I made a series of science vlogs that are no longer available on the internet. And I use that. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of embarrassing.
1: Well, I saw that you posted them last summer. Why did you take them down?
0: Because I started applying for jobs and they were not my best display of camera or audio work. So, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make these private because ugh, it's not so great. No, at one point, autofocus just didn't work. I put it on autofocus for the sheet video and it was fine, but it kept like readjusting every time I moved, which mm-hmm. was annoying, but it worked okay. So for the science videos, the first video autofocus just sucked. And so then I took it off of autofocus for the next one and it was out of focus the entire time. Oh, no matter how yikes. hard I tried because I was like eyeballing it from a weird distance and everything. It was a good camera. Still is. Still works just fine. I use it to, like, take pictures of people at our candlelight service over Christmas break at my home church. It's nice. I mean, my dad tries to compete with me with his iPhone 11 or whatever it is. Dang. He's like, this is, this works just fine. We don't need that camera. But I'm like, but I want to use it. Honestly, I am kind of impressed with the quality of iPhone cameras these days, I will say that, because it is comparable to the fancy camera like that.
1: Wow, yeah. No, especially with the development of portrait mode. Yeah. You see a lot more iPhone photographers out there on
0: social media. Yeah, although sometimes portrait mode is annoying because it just doesn't look that good. It looks like somebody is photoshopped onto a blurry background sometimes, and I don't mm. like that effect, or it doesn't get the whole figure of the person who's supposed to be in focus but yeah my high school senior photos were taken with an iphone 7 which was the first phone to have portrait mode in our backyard which is the most homeschooled thing i can ever say (laughs) my mom took my senior pictures with her phone in our backyard i love that though (laughs) i mean they were good pictures it turned out pretty good and i touched them up a little bit and they were good to go it was back when i had red hair so now when I look back on them, it's like, uh,
1: wow, I think you should bring back the red hair.
0: Honestly, I'm considering it. Uh, really? Yeah, because I, I kind of want to do like a dark red. And now that my hair has been black for a while, I think that would work. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm showing Rachel this picture. And so this was a portrait mode picture with iPhone 7 and it. And these actually turned out pretty good. Yeah, uh, the focus looks great. Yeah. And this was four-ish iPhone generations ago. If I go back to red hair, it probably won't be that bright, but I want it to be.
1: Yeah, bright, that is some that? bright red hair. I oh, yeah. I've never seen you without black hair.
0: Well, okay. This is me at a Star Wars museum. You can see it in my eyes just how obsessed I am, but that's my natural <laughs> hair. Anyway. if you call
1: that blonde or brown?
0: I call it light Brown and dark blonde somewhere in between. Fair enough. What were we talking about? iPhone portrait mode. We were talking about personal camera usage. I have an iPhone 6 Plus, which is like just barely not the portrait mode phone because I think the next release was portrait mode. So I don't have that, but that's okay because I have a fancy camera and I can do my own portrait modes the right way using (laughs) skills.
1: You can Nikon
0: it up. Yeah, I
1: actually am more of a canon buff myself. I use the EOS T7. I missed a word. EOS Rebel T7. It wasn't convoluted enough to be a camera title. (laughs) I think it's pretty good beginner camera. Like it's... A nice quality camera. It puts out some portrait mode level stuff if you know how to mess with focus and exposure and all that, but it also has good automatic settings for, you know, plebes who plebs. don't want to use manual
0: settings. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, that was me in high school. I wouldn't do any of the actual work, I would put it on automatic and just take pictures. <laughs> Like I tried to do the you know those little like photo a day things that you see on Pinterest mm-hmm. or whatever. So that was my photography class. Mom was like, "Just take a picture every day, you know, look pick a, a photo a day thing from Pinterest and show it to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Make sure it's Man, good." Homeschooling's intense. Yeah. I did photograph a wedding once. No it- way. They didn't have, like, much of a budget or anything, so it wasn't that big of a deal for 15- or 16-year-old inexperienced me with the camera on auto to do it. So mm. <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. And she was a friend, too. so I just remember the lighting was terrible, and so, like, all the pictures had the flash turned on, and it was just really bad. Oh, no! Because I had the camera on auto, so it was like, oh, it's dark in here. Flash! Pew! I mean, weddings aren't about the pictures, I guess. That's rough. <laughs> that was my phase where I was like, I need to pick up a skill that's gonna make me some money. Photography. I'll do that. I can be 15 or 16 and be a photographer. That's fine. Which l- you can, but you mm-hmm. gotta be good at it to know how to use a freaking camera. And I did not because I mean, I feel
1: like we all went through our phase in high school, either with a camera or with a good phone camera. Where we were like, oh yeah, I'm a photographer at heart. And then you take like one (laughs) fancy picture of your tea on a rainy day and you're like, this is it. This is the
0: peak. Yeah, did you ever go through a phase like that?
1: Oh yeah, I had just gotten Instagram. I think that's what Uh, sparked it when I was like 14 and put like or 15. 12 filters
0: on it anyway
1: <laughs> yeah exactly so I would even take them like on my EOS Rebel or whatever but then I'd fry them so much on the crappy Instagram filters yep. that like you would never know it was a nice picture deep fried photography like, yeah let me deep tumblr this boy up before I post it And then I post some picture of a leaf and I'm like,
0: I'm falling for fall. (laughs) I'm 15. (laughs) I was 17 when I got Instagram. But of course, as a first time user, I was just like, filter, filter, filter. I wasn't allowed to have Instagram for a long time. So I would like take selfies and then make them square in my photos app and then edit them there and just pretend. Wow. That's beautiful. Oh boy. I bet I have more examples of that. Hang on. Oh,
1: I'm ready. This is just going to turn into a Rachel Reacts podcast. (laughs)
0: Like this one.
1: (laughs) See, it's
0: I had just woken up from a nap and I was like, my hair looks good. So I was 15 here.
1: Yes. Like the black and white back of the bathroom door so here's selfie. one
0: that's way over edited this is back wow. when i had long hair
1: how did you manage to turn it pink like the whole i fixture. don't know i do like your long hair
0: my hair is way thicker than it looks so that was a lot to deal with i feel And you. that's why i've kept it short ever since anyway so yeah as my instagram uh brand went on, I I stopped caring that much about captions and hashtags and selfies and stuff like that.
1: I don't think I've posted a selfie on Instagram since I was probably
0: 17, maybe 16. Yeah, I've noticed nearly every picture I have on my Instagram, my private account is pictures of me, but they were all taken by other people. So it's not annoying, like, this is me kind of selfie. My public account is either promotional material or just random stuff that I took pictures of. Like, Mm -hmm. I've been going through my travel photos from Ireland in quarantine and posting some of them that look artsy or cool because there's lots of really artistic looking places there. I took more pictures in Ireland than I ever did before that because like first of all I wanted to have the memories but also like there were some cool places. Like one of them was this mall. I did post this one at Curie underscore Jones by the way. It was a mall in Dublin that looked like it used to be a train station or something. So there was this giant clock in the middle and there were like rows of stores on either side. It was really cool. Oh wow. Yeah,
1: that's one thing I've noticed like as a someone in production that's been learning now for a while, I'm so much more comfortable behind a camera than I am in front of it, which is even like why my personal Instagram is all pictures of me with people that I was usually forced to be in the picture with. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I don't mind being in front of the camera, because that's kind of how I started. I was scared to be behind the camera for a while, because I was really intimidated by all the buttons. Like, we've discussed this, like, oh, there's so many buttons, what am I going to do? Yeah,
1: Right. I don't know. Maybe it says something about me that a camera is easier to figure out than my own face, but... (laughs) Within that acting vein, then, I know one camera you and I have used a lot. So much. So much. Both for shows and for class is what we fondly call the lab cameras, but that is actually the Panasonic AG HMC 150.
0: Something like that.
1: Fun fact.
0: They are okay. (laughs) They're 1080, which is good. But.
1: Yeah, so they shoot okay quality video. And they're great cameras for learning what a setting is and what yeah. it does and why you use it.
0: Yeah, and these are the cameras that we used in our introductory video production class. And so yeah. that, that that's what we learned. We in learned those cameras. God created the, the Panasonic. Panasonic. <laughs> for us. But we call them the lab cameras because we have to get them from the checkout lab, which I don't even know why it's called a lab because it's literally just a small room with a bunch of crap in it. It's a but closet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because- we grab a camera. We hope no one else left their SD card in it. We pray the battery we grab is fully charged mm-hmm. and then we party.
0: Well, panic first as you try to figure out the buttons. And then party. <laughs>
1: Panasonic? More like panic, Sonic. Oh,
0: Okay, uh, <laughs> those are the ones where we i don't know fell in love with the art of camera uh work cameraing cameraing, videoing, videography, videographing those are the cameras that we actually like well, at least for me anyway, I actually learned what the buttons mean and what needs to be done to make a shot look good instead of mm-hmm. just putting it on auto the whole time. yeah, after I was about sixteen or whatever i just I decided you know what. Photography isn't for me. I don't know what any of the buttons mean. And I don't want to learn it because it's intimidating. So forget it. And then I took that class and I was still like, oh, okay, well, once we get past the camera part, it'll all be okay. And we got through the camera part. And I was like, this is actually really fun now that I know how to use it. Yeah. So that that's the nice part about
1: those Panasonic cameras
0: is they have enough
1: settings to make them a good place to start in the industry for learning settings and stuff, so they're accessible and they don't shoot total crap in terms of video.
0: I mean you um, can easily make them shoot total crap. Oh yeah. I shot I, I've shot some done... total crap oh, on yeah. those videos. Some of the <laughs> first things we ever, some of the first things we ever shot, definitely.
1: I e me falling into the toilet. Yeah. A terrible shot, by the way.
0: <laughs> Still don't know why we thought that was a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I thought it looked kinda cool. Although you never held still, you just kind of like moved around well, and then I you fell. Well, I was thinking
1: about not falling <laughs> into the toilet, and then I fell. The if, shot looked good in our heads, and yeah. it looks kind of cool on the camera. I think if we had known more about lighting, it would have been a better shot because we were shooting at night with that
0: window being backlit. We should do a shared YouTube channel or something where we like react to each other's Instagram photos. Oh my gosh just it would be such a roast fest oh it'd be so much fun and our old video projects oh oh and our old performances there's a lot of material to work with (laughs) anyway we keep getting sidetracked for this one okay what is the worst camera you've ever used i mean probably the worst camera i've
1: used recently like one that i have a personal vendetta against is the JVC HD250U, which but, is, it sounds oh, like those. a cyborg name, Yeah, okay. but it's um these super old, but very functional cameras we use to live stream at our school. So I've spent way too many hours behind the old JVC doing things. I didn't think it was stream. too bad. Yeah, they're not awful. Like, they're functional. I just have grown to dislike them after a while because... There are things that are just like ridiculously hard to fix and they're very cranky cameras. So if there's a dead pixel or if something is super wrong with the focus, it takes forever to fix or you just can't fix it at all, which makes no sense.
0: Yeah, I know Darren's philosophy with those cameras is they still work. So we're still going to use them and they're cheap. So yeah, that's what works for us. I had the honor of standing behind camera, too, during a game. I did it for class. I never actually did it for fun because I was like, "Eh, I'm not into sports, but it was actually really fun. I was the camera that had to get all the reaction shots after somebody scored a goal. It was more challenging than just like panning left and right, following the ball with the wide shot. It was like, aha, there's this guy. But basketball players are so freaking fast, They zoom. I have to keep up with them as they run away in victory. Right. But I thought those cameras were okay.
1: Yeah, they're not terrible overall. It's just like in the grand scheme of cameras I've used and found functional and enjoyable, they're definitely towards the bottom of the list.
0: Well, they are not the worst camera I've ever seen. The first camera I've ever used was one I got from Amazon for my trip to Ireland and very quickly returned before I even left. It was a a video camera because I wanted to vlog my trip and instead I used my phone because this camera sucked. So I got this video camera from Amazon and it was so pixely and there was no audio at all or audio input. Yeah it was so bad that it was like 2 megapixels or something awful like that it was wow. so yeah it was so bad and it, the frame rate was so slow too it was really bad i don't even remember what it was called i was i took one test shot of my sisters jumping on the trampoline and they were going eh, 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 instead of just jump it was so bad, and it was so blurry, too. There was some basic function that I that wasn't a setting. I think it was focus. I couldn't focus the camera. Huh. Like, there was no way to do that. How much was this camera? Like, $90. I was like, it's cheap. I'll go for it. Compared to all these other cameras. And That's I had, rough. It had fairly good reviews, too. Like, I very carefully scoured the reviews and compared cheap cameras, and it was bad. I think, like the day i got it or maybe the day after put it right back in the mail i was like nope that's wild so no those jvcs do their job well at least they have a job
1: yeah now i feel bad for complaining i'm like oh man i mean they
0: function and you're like well at least they function yeah (laughs) a functional camera is a good camera fair enough so as far as the interview cameras for live streaming go, I got to hold one of those once and it was like way heavier than I was anticipating. Like my, <laughs> my weak little arms, I was trying to keep the camera steady, but I kept ha- having to like readjust it because I kept like slowly going down and I had to like shake it back up, tried not to shake it. It was a, a very bad case of shaky cam because I couldn't hold it up very well. Yeah. Some, uh, earthquake videography
1: going on. Mm-hmm. For the interviews that we shoot and then pre-cut and stick into our live stream, especially for athletics, we use the uh, Canon EOS C100. It is a great camera. I really enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. The autofocus was great.
1: Yeah, the autofocus, honestly, that was like my favorite part of it, especially coming from the JVCs, which are a lot bigger in size, and so maybe that contributes to... (laughs) my perception that they suck at focus, but the C100 has incredible autofocus. I'm really stoked to get back to school next year so I can play around more with those C100s hopefully. Man, I would love
0: to do that. I'm graduating <laughs> instead. Lame. Uh, but yeah, those C100s are very small and deceptively heavy. Like I'm saying, I was I was holding this thing up with both <laughs> hands. And it was still like I was being crushed under the weight of this tiny camera. Yeah, it is not a
1: big camera.
0: It's comparable
1: to most super compact video cameras. And yet you pick this thing up and it's like picking up a big old 80s computer monitor.
0: (laughs) Well, part of it is probably the rig, but the rig is pretty small too.
1: It's probably heavy because we have the big old battery attached to it.
0: Yeah, I think that's most of it. I kept the battery in my pocket. So I don't oh. know what, yeah, I have weak little arms. I don't know what happened. I've been trying to do more push-ups, you know, get those arm muscles functional. quarantine gains. Oh, yeah. Preferably muscle gains. That too. Oh, so did you ever play with, like, home video cameras as a child? I know my dad would, like, walk around narrating stuff going on in the house with our, our video cameras that were, like, this big. And kind of low quality, but, you know, that's how it is. And, like, my brother and I would mess with my grandpa's camera and, like, make stories. And I think I've mentioned that before, because we would just play with the camera. And, like, we didn't know what focus or any of that was. We didn't care. We just pushed record and had a party. Oh, yeah. We've
1: had the same home video camera since I was probably, like, seven or eight. We got one that wasn't directly attached to a VHS tape. We thought we were super high tech, right? because now it wasn't a big, clunky camera. It was a slightly smaller, clunky camera. I was always the uh, The highly esteemed videographer growing up. Uh, I I was always the one that was like, oh yeah, don't worry, Mom. I'll take the video of my brother's
0: fifth birthday party. Don't you worry your pretty little head. It was Um,
1: foreshadowing. It was. The things to come. We also did plenty of bad productions for the video. We filmed Legos we filmed musicals. We filmed almost an entire spy movie one time. We did, um, too! <laughs> aww! What was yours about? I have no idea.
0: <laughs> I think it involved a stuffed dog. Like, we were searching Incredible. for Its name was Bob. Bob the stuffed dog? Yep. Yeah, it's my grandpa's stuffed dog, Bob. Are we talking, like, a taxidermy dog here, or, like, a plush animal? Like a plush animal the size of a taxidermy dog, yes.
1: Oh, thank God. <laughs> for a minute, I thought you had like an actual dog that was just stuffed. And I was really disturbed. Yeah. Yeah. Ours was called Partners in Crime. And I don't remember much about it other than it involved a highly emotional plotline about either my little sister getting kidnapped or someone else's little sister getting kidnapped. And then my best friend played the villain. And so we had to form like a spy league to go and retrieve this little sister and that's when the little sister finds out everyone in her life has been spies all along it was so dramatic wow it ended with this super angsty fight scene out on the lawn of my friend's
0: house (laughs) did you have any cool camera tricks
1: yeah actually we had written in this idea of the villain's lair being only accessible through a tunnel So every time they chase the villains to track them down, the villains mysteriously vanish around this bush every time. And so to show going from the yard through the tunnel into the lair, I stuck the camera in the bush. It was a super high-tech trick. Oh, yeah. So
0: I do have it copyrighted.
1: Feel free to DM me if you want the
0: rights to also sticking your camera in a bush. Of course. Yeah, my brother and I invented teleporting. Obviously, really? yeah. So, like, we would stay in one place and then cut the recording. It would be one of us, so so one of us had to control the camera, obviously, because we there was no editing. It would just automatically play the next video. One of us would like stand in one place and then cut the recording, and then move somewhere else and then record. So it was like, <laughs> it's time to teleport. Next video, there you are.
1: I love that. So you guys were basically tiktok stars before tiktok became a thing like you know how they'll like snap and change mm-hmm. their clothes
0: or something i mean i don't pay attention to tiktok because it's this isn't vine who do you think you are true i understand that it's like really popular but it's like but, but it's I'm, just fake
1: vine yeah but like with kids these trends. days
0: <laughs> yeah we would also do like hallway shots of us passing through doors, walking forward, and like being super dramatic.
1: Wow, I love that.
0: All for our one audience of grandparents and parents. Yes, incredible. That's what we would do when we'd slept over at our grandparents' house, just make a whole bunch of videos.
1: The home video camera is the birthplace of many a great cinematographer.
0: But listen, home video Mm. just really emphasizes the point that you don't have to be good at cameras to like capture the memories. You know, it's the it's the story and the memories that count. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. I it, I fear you, but if you are a camera connoisseur like we are, sort of. Oh whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it is important to know what to look for and what what's good. And like we're still learning, of course. Um, and. If you want to keep that camera on audio, not audio, if you want to keep that camera on auto, go for it because you'll learn eventually and maybe you won't ever be a professional, but if you enjoy it, it's fine. Take a deep fried selfie and post it on Instagram. No one will care. It'll be okay. What are your thoughts?
1: And if you have, you know, super opinionated thoughts about cameras, or if you want to tell us we're uneducated about cameras, because that is also true, please feel free to reach out to us on Instagram.
0: Yeah, or give us attention.
1: Don't, and just
0: hit follow on post-production podcasts on
1: Spotify instead.
0: Or just complain on Twitter. You know that's fine too. Yes. Just like everybody else. You're not productive. special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This has been a hopefully helpful episode of the
1: Post-Production Podcast. Podcast.
0: (laughs) Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye now.